Wishing Day by Lauren Miracle. Chapter 16. It didn't take long for Daria to share the news about the notes with Ava. Daria dismissed the notion that magic was involved, however, since she dismissed the notion that magic existed. She insisted that Natasha simply hadn't seen whoever left her the notes. Exactly, Natasha argued over Monday night's dinner. Aunt Vera was playing bridge at a neighbor's house. Aunt Elena had gone to the movies, she said, though she grew pink and couldn't come up with an answer when Daria asked her what she was seeing. Natasha assumed she simply wanted a night off, and she didn't blame her. Papa sat at the head of the table, spooning vegetable soup into his mouth and letting their conversation swirl around him. I didn't see anyone because there wasn't anyone to see, Natasha said. Let's play a game of pretend, Kay. Mm-hmm, Daria said. You girls with your imagina- imagination games, Papa said. He exhaled. Clara had such an imagination. When you were younger, she'd get right down on the floor and play with you. Sometimes she was a queen, sometimes a king, sometimes a donkey. That's funny, Papa, Ava said. She had an invisible friend when she was a girl. I didn't know her then, not really, but I heard about her later. Clara's invisible friend, his eyes focused sharply and landed on Natasha. Emily, that was her name, and she looked like you, Natasha. Clara said so once. Natasha's blood reversed directions in her veins. No, Papa, I don't think so. Imaginary friend, you mean, Daria said. She tore off a second piece of bread. An invisible friend. Now that would actually be cool. Natasha bowed her head. She placed her hands on the table to steady herself. Daria passed Papa the bread basket. Here, Papa, have some more bread. She looked quizzically at Natasha. You said we were going to play a game of pretend. You said, eh. Natasha croaked. So? Lots of people have brown hair and brown eyes, Natasha told Papa silently. You have brown hair and brown eyes. Everyone says I look like you, you know. Hey, Darius said. She snapped her fingers in Natasha's face. Natasha blinked several times and took a long sip of milk. Her dizziness passed. Well, okay. Look down, she told Daria. Do you see your fork? Yes, because we're having soup, which means we don't need forks. There Mine is, clean as a whistle. The expression doesn't make sense, Natasha said. You don't know, make sense. Ha ha, now watch. Natasha grabbed Daria's fork. Did you see me take your fork? Nope, Daria said. You did too, Ava said. Natasha gave Daria back her fork. Natasha, give Daria back her fork, Papa said. Yes, Papa. Natasha said, Daria, here's your fork. Cool, thanks. Not that I need it, but guess what? What? Those two seconds it took me to steal your fork? Girls don't steal each other's silverware, Papa said.
That's how long it took each note to appear. If someone had been there, I would have seen them. Eh, Darius said again. You get lost in your own thoughts sometimes, like someone else we know. She jerked her chin at Papa, who was gazing into his empty soup bowl. She's not that bad, Ava said. She patted Papa's hand. No offense, Papa. Hmm, Papa said. No, no offense taken. Thank you, Ava, Natasha said. And I'm sorry for not telling you myself. I would have. Daria just got to you first. A whole day later, Daria commented. Ava, Daria is being annoying on purpose. Ignore her. Or just pretend to ignore me, Daria said. Pretend you don't see me like Natasha pretended not to see her secret admirer, person of mystery. That last bit she whispered loud. She reverted to her normal voice, which brings us up an intriguing point. We think Benton left the notes, right? Or we hope he did. Daria, not now, Natasha said. Oh, whatever. Papa doesn't care. She turned to Papa. We love you, Papa. We really do, Ava said. Papa's eyes teared up. And I love you girls so, so much. Daria got back to the task at hand. But Natasha, if Benton left the notes and yet Benton was invisible or whatever, she spread her hands, palm up. How's that supposed to work? Is Benton your invisible friend? Natasha stood. She collected her bowl, Papa's bowl and her sister's bowls. She took them from the table to the sink and she grabbed the cake dish from the counter on her return trip. She'd made a buttermilk fudge cake because Papa liked it. It was moist and crumbly and thick with frosting. Ava tugged her arm when she came back before she sat down. I believe in magic. You, you know I do. Thanks, Ava, Natasha said. And I think the you-know-whats could have been written by you-know-who and delivered magically or something. You don't need to talk in code, Daria, said. Daria, Natasha said, irritated. Yes, Papa was out of it. No, that wasn't news to anyone, even to Ava. But he was still Papa. He deserved their respect. Sorry, Daria muttered. She glanced at Papa. Sorry, Papa. It's all right. Just don't do it again, Papa said automatically. I mean, no one ever said that boys don't have magic, Ava went on. They don't, Daria said. We don't know that for sure. Ava said, we don't know anything for sure. Natasha stood across from Ava, holding the cake plate. You know, that's kind of true. I tried telling you know who that Ava rolled her eyes and pointed to Daria. But she wouldn't listen. Tell me what, Papa said. All three girls swiveled their heads and looked at him. Oh, Ava exclaimed, turning red. Papa, I didn't. I didn't mean that Darius decided to eat more healthy, Natasha said. That's what Ava didn't tell you. She bypassed Daria and her loop around the table, lifting the cake plate up and over her head, 
No buttermilk fudge cake for her, which means Ava gets double. Yay, Ava said. Hey, Daria protested. You're the one who said you didn't need your fork, Natasha said. Papa looked confused. After cleaning up the dinner dishes, Natasha went to her bedroom. She lay on her bed, tummy down and elbows propped up, and wrote a story about a shy girl and a very cute boy. The shy girl didn't think the cute boy ever noticed her, but he did. And at their fall formal, he found her in the shadows and asked her to dance. He picked her over all the other girls. He took her hand and led her to the middle of the gym, she wrote. Dots of light flickered over them, and Delilah thought about fireflies and the smell of rain and how strong Pete's hand felt on the small of her back. He pulled her closer. I'm going to kiss you now, he said. Okay? Delilah felt dizzy. Was this actually happening, or was it a dream? Yes, she whispered. Okay. His lips brushed hers, and every doubt fell away. Pete was real. The dance was real. The kiss was real. None of it would disappear. Coming out of the story was like coming up for air. She felt dizzy, just like Delilah. Just like she had been when Papa mentioned the name Emily. Although Natasha didn't want to dwell on that. Then the knowledge of what she'd done sunk in. She picked up her pen. The end, she wrote in big block letters because she'd done it. For the first time in her life, she had finished a story. It had a beginning, a middle, and an ending. Her elation lasted for five minutes, a blaze of pride and accomplishment. Then it died down, but a small, steady flame remained. It was possible her story sucked. It probably did, but she'd done it. She'd started a story and made it all the way to the end.